welcome to Generation Why Am I Like This. I'm Liz. I'm Alec. And I'm Casey. And this is the podcast where we look back at some of our favorite pop culture moments from our childhoods. And this week, we're talking about Sister, Sister. Sister, Sister! Even though I'm glad to be with ya. I always go to the, like, the second opening. I don't know why that's in my brain. That well, I, brain. like, was... What's the second one? It's like, I got my own mind. Oh. I do my own style. And that's like when they're like, That's what everyone wants to hear right now. It's all of us Why singing. don't we sing that in <laughs> University Singers? <laughs> if they did yes. a medley of 90s sitcom, like, intros... <gasps> That's actually the coolest over. idea ever. I feel like that Thank should you. be a thing for like, I think a choir should 100% do that. We did, in my high school, we did um, a medley of like old sitcoms. It was like Mr. Ed, Adam's Family, um, I Love Lucy, Boo. which they wrote music to. I mean, I'm Mr. Ed is great. Um <laughs> But also, like, oh, now that we're, like, oh, someone should do, like, 90s sitcom yeah, songs. Like, now no. we're those old people that were, like, <laughs> if we were leading is... a choir, we'd be, like, all right, we're going to do Sister, Sister. Although, I do love, so we sang the theme song to Beverly Hillbillies. And at the end of it, they literally say the Beverly Hillbillies. So that we had to go, the Beverly Hillbillies. And then, like, the next song started. <laughs> Gold, Texas tea. Tea. Yeah. Did you get to do Come on, come on, come on? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Come and dance on our floor. That's how the second verse starts. Come on, take a step that is new. Yeah, come in our floor. Do not step in the cum. It's all over the floor. Oh my gosh. What were we talking about? Sister, Where sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, intros. Uh-huh. Sister. <laughs> um, I will say also one last thing about choirs is that we did, um, <laughs> my grade school choir, um, the teacher got a bunch of McDonald's paper menus because on the, you know, like on the trays, how they had those like pieces of paper yeah. that you'd get? Well, they had like at one point a song and it was the Egg McMuffin song and like we sang it in fucking. <laughs> and it was like oh nothing, nothing like an egg you. McMuffin. Have you had your break today? Have you had your break today? That's and we so sang funny. that in choir, bro. I'm Capitalism bro. at its finest. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, like in my middle school band, when like that, we hated that band director. But when he pulled out the sheet music for the Simpsons theme song, we lost <gasps> our minds. We were like, "That is fun." Yeah. It was, Ooh. yeah, that's great. That's good. Okay, that's good. well. Getting back to Sister, Sister. <laughs> okay. um, and a very special episode of yes. the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, I feel like I kind of forgot how we do this, but I'm going to go ahead and just start where I think I kind of know how we do this. So, basically, we watched two episodes this of this show. <laughs> yeah. We watched two yeah. episodes of Sister, Sister because I did want us to do, like, a quick, like, reintroduction to just, like, how does the show start? Because it is a classic, you know, twins separated at birth scenario, but it's a little bit different than, like, the parent trap. Um, so, but this show aired in 1994 on ABC as part of the TGIF comedy lineup. Mm. Um, so good. And, yeah. yeah, and so this season one was part of TGIF, but then they actually moved it in season two to Tuesday nights which ended up killing the ratings for the show and then they canceled it on abc so then the wb picked it up Uh, and then it aired the rest of its uh four seasons were on the wb so it has six uh, total seasons but um abc is stupid is basically the the moral they tried to kill it that's what you do if you have a friday night show unless if the ratings were like tanking at a certain point you don't move it to tuesday that's a dead Mm -hmm. zone i know and also, like, it's crazy to think about because this show, like, in syndication, was, like, fucking everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is on, shows. like, Disney Channel. Like, it's the place that I watched it the most, but it's, like, ABC, WB did it, too. Like, it was, like, all over network TV. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like there were reruns of this show. Yeah. Well, I think that's how I watched most of it because season one and two, I was... I think I was too young to actually, yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, 1994, yeah. I would have been four years old, yeah. so... Like, um, I, I didn't realize that yeah, this fun. show was quite that old. I guess, like, it just didn't click on my head, and when I was, like, looking up some stuff about it today, 
Oh no, it was in the first episode where they're like, Florida in 1979. I was like, oh yes. my god. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Ten years before me. Like, what the hell? I, it wasn't, it, I was just hearing 70 something. I was just like, oh my god, that yeah. makes sense, but shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. they would have been yeah. 15, like, if the show yeah. started in 94. So it makes sense, but I was just like, that's they're a whole 10 years older than me. Oh my god. Yeah, it yeah. totally makes sense, but it's so weird. Um, it's it's also strange. I was looking at the um, the number of episodes because the first two seasons actually were like kind of short seasons. It was like twelve mm. and maybe sixteen episodes. Mm. So ma- the majority of it was on WB because that's when they jumped up to twenty two. And it's just weird to me to think like I don't know such a big shift. And then it wasn't more popular on the WB. It actually had like less viewership there. Mm. But mm. there's so many more episodes over there. It's just strange. Well, and it's interesting, I was, I, there wasn't, like, a whole lot about the making of this show or, like, background, at least not, like, on Wikipedia or anything. Like, there wasn't, like, an easy way to, like, find, like, oh, this is how this show was made. Um, But one thing they did mention was uh, that I think it was, like, after season four or five was when they stopped talking, like, breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience which I think is kind of weird because then it's like that's only one or two seasons where they don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess they just must have decided like, hey, this is getting weird. I don't. I don't. I, I feel like they moved to college. Yeah, most because... of my experience with this show is like the earlier seasons. Like, I feel like uh, I don't yeah. remember watching the older seasons as much. Um, part of me wants to go back and just watch the whole thing now that we watched these couple episodes though, because we were like eating tacos and watching this and dying laughing like yeah, it was it's fun funny time. stuff it's yeah. so funny um so i, I think know. the later seasons they go to college and when that happens they introduce a whole bunch of new characters mm-hmm. and like i think the style of comedy changes because i think also just like what people wanted in tv shows were different so they try to like acclimate to the time so there well, was also like, like the audience drama. base like grew up with them like they probably yeah. just want them to be like giving preteen jokes still Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just focused a lot more, I think, on, like, relationships and, like, different boys that they were dating and, like, relationship drama and stuff like that, It's just, that like, too. Boy Meets World, kind of. When they go to college, the whole thing shifts. It feels so mm. different. Oh, yeah. But Boy Meets World is also weird. I've never watched a show that so heavily, like, retconned itself. Because, like, season one, he's like, I don't like Topanga. She's stupid. And season two, he's like, yeah, she's idea. stupid. And then season three, it's like, we've always loved each other. Yeah. We've loved each other since the day we met. We There was just this little moment in, like, the fourth grade. We didn't like each other. But then Corey came back to his senses. And then later on, it's, like, not even that. They're like, when we were little babies, we held hands and kissed each other. You're like, what is this? Well, okay. Thing. So this is the last thing. I'll, I won't say a lot about Boy Meets World because this is not what the podcast is about. But uh, <laughs> there is a really – I watched, like, a video, I think, about – Eric as a character and how fucked up his character is too because he's like the cool guy that's like the cool older brother for like while they're in high school and then basically his whole life is like kind of ruined because he doesn't get into college because he like doesn't focus enough in high school to like test well enough to get into college and then he like slowly becomes like this insane character that's like just so wacko and everyone's just like Eric is so weird and it's like I watched this video that was like, I feel like uh, Eric is having a mental breakdown through the course of this show, and like everyone is just ignoring it. And I was like, this is a wild theory, and also, oh it's kind of scary because I feel like it's sort of true. <laughs> like, it's the best explanation, but yeah. But he does he not get into college because he has the apartment that he shares with Sean's brother and. But I don't Sean. think he's yes. in college, right? But maybe he just lives out I there. Yeah, I he's think like he just is living his life. I don't think he is in college. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. No, I. It, it's so strange. He is the cool, like, older brother who learns life lessons and has sage advice. And then by the end of it, he's like, I saw a squirrel outside and somehow it caught my pants on fire. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to build this whole outfit out of the couch and hide in it because I'm obsessed with scaring Topanga in this one episode. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah he gets cuckoo. Um, anyways, back to Sister Sister. Um, so <laughs> the God. first episode um, is the introduction to the show it sets up the plot and so really quick here's kind of the overview of it it's at a shopping mall um the two identical twins tia landry and tamara campbell meet for the first time but uh 
and like they don't know each other at all. They're they're both there with their parents, and they are both adopted. So um, they're both there with their parents, uh, and so it gets all kind of confusing because they're the guy at the mall thinks that the parents are married and they're not, and blah blah. Anyways, he's French for some reason. Yeah, Why he's is French he French? Like at this like Forever Twenty One or like <laughs> no, it's like um, it's kind of like a like a what was that like the Delia's or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what but it of. felt like a Marshalls or like a discount store though, because everything was just like laid out like. Well, but it was on sale. Cause... Yeah, they were having a it big sale. sale. I don't know why I loved that they were fighting over a sweater and a sweatshirt, most because like my clothing brain is like, yes, they're very different, and people get these names confused all the time, and it makes me so upset. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, salesperson was so upset. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "It's a sweater," and she's like, "But I want a sweatshirt." <laughs> he's yeah, like, Shut and up. they could not get past that. Um, but yeah. So then, but then the after they meet each other, basically, Lisa also announces, which is the mom. So Lisa is Tia's mom. Um, she announces that she has a job in St. Louis, and so they're going to have to leave. And uh. Tia is now sad that she's never going to see Tamara again, and so they decide to run away together, but, like, in the course of doing that... Um... <laughs> to the Twin Cities, which yes. did make me laugh. That was very Well, silly. yeah, when they first were like, have you ever been to Minneapolis, St. Paul? I'm like, people don't say it like that unless you're talking about the airport or something. And then they're like, right. they say it's the Twin Cities. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It's a joke. Yeah. The writers were yeah. doing something here. Yeah. Um, but then Lisa and Ray, which is Tia and Tamara's parents... Um, they find them and basically they end up deciding that Lisa should move into the house with Ray and, uh, t- uh, Tamara. And like, it is so ridiculous. Like, I, cause when the show started, I knew they lived together. And so the show starts and I'm like talking to Blair and I'm like, oh, this is so weird that they like immediately move in together. Like, yeah. and and then I realized, okay, wait, they don't immediately move it. There is, like, the conflict of, like, Lisa losing her job and needing a place to stay. But, like, it's still, like, the craziest concept ever. Because, like, this is yeah. these are grown adults that are now just like, oh, I guess we're going to be roommates now with our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a weird thing. Oh, it is weird. But I do like the fact that Lisa... <laughs> This is going to sound strange at first, but I promise there's a different point. Um, but, like, Lisa losing her job in the beginning. Um, and, like, you find out it's actually she hasn't had a job for a couple weeks. But instead of it making that Ray sweeps in and just, like, saves the day, I did think it was really nice that she is like, I did find a job. It's just in St. Louis. And that's the conflict. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, making Lisa be like, Ray, I need your help. It's yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's about the twins not wanting to be separated and then just finding each other and... And also the fact that uh, Tia is the one who's like, they can live with us. Um, or Tamara is the one that's yeah, like, Tamara, they can live yeah. with us. Yeah, Tamara, yeah. Yeah, Tamara. Well, because it's uh, always funny because Tamara is kind of, to me, like the crazier twin, whereas Tia is the more book, like, study well, they're twin. they're like opposites of their parents. And they're opposites of their parents. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, very funny because it's like, haha, they got the opposite sister. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, though, that mailbox, that's a cute mailbox. Like, it put is that a cute out mailbox. On the street. She paints, uh, I, Jackie paints a. Or Lisa paints a mailbox for the dad. And I'm like, what the work? Like, because she also takes down his mailbox. But she's yeah. saying, she gets oh. in, she's like, I accidentally knocked over your mailbox. And he's like, do you have a car? And she goes, no. <laughs> it's just like so funny. <laughs> I was just power walking. Um, so funny. She's so great. Uh, I don't think I would want that mailbox. But then I thought about how it was made by Lisa. And so then I was like, never yeah. mind. I take yeah. it. Because Lisa... I don't know if we can say this right now. I think Lisa's the best character in the show. Like, oh, she's so great. She's like, so funny. T- I can't get over how funny the entire cast is together. Like, I just feel yeah, like, no. I don't know what it is, but I mean, sitcom, there are good sitcoms on TV. So like, it's like I, Abbott Elementary, for example, is like hilarious. And that's still great. And has a great yeah. ensemble. But I feel like for this audience, like a younger audience that this is like aiming towards, like, I don't remember acting being this good. I mean, not that Tia and Tamara are, no, like, amazing be. actresses, but, like, they're so funny. And, like, Lisa and Ray just kill me in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of them yeah. together are so funny. Not to shit on this show, but, like, <laughs> comparing go. this to Full House, 
Like, I really think, like, this has, like, such stronger acting in it. Oh, yeah. But it yeah. just comes, like, comedic beats. I also just think yeah. the writing is very well catered to their strengths, too. Yeah. And I, I wish there was more about the making of this, because I was wondering, like, the whole time of, like, was this made for the two of them? Or did they happen to audition for this part that was asking for twins? Like, how much of uh. this was, like, actually pre-planned? Or is this all, like just a really good happenstance that these group of people like ended up in this show together yeah that's interesting i guess i just always assumed it was like sort of written for them but yeah i don't know well and it's uh it's funny because also like before we started watching the show blair was like oh yeah and isn't their brother they have a little brother in the show yeah Todd. and i Todd. i was like well no they don't have a brother like they don't they're he's not, not in the show yeah. oh yeah well no, this character but he is in the show. He just plays the cousin, right. which I kind of forgot about, which I'm glad I ended up picking the episode I did because he makes an appearance in that episode. But I was like, Blair, I think you're thinking of Roger, which is the neighbor. Yeah. Um, but Roger. he was, yeah, he was, he was like, no smart guy. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. smart guy, which is Taj Mar- Maori. Um, yeah. and I felt like, uh, I don't know. To me, I'm like, they must've found this group of siblings and they were like, this is our moneymaker right here. Like these people yeah, are well, that great. Or the the stage parents found the producers. Well, yeah, hey, <laughs> my children well, are I, very, you know, oh, very yeah. photogenic. I, <laughs> yeah, in front I of the camera. Like Taj acted in other stuff as a little kid. Like he, he was, was in, in yeah, Full House. Oh, yeah. it was one of his first roles. He was one of um, Michelle's friends in preschool or kindergarten. Oh, or cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm pretty sure. If, like, if Sister Sister didn't happen first, then it was like, oh, they saw that he already booked another gig. Especially because I think Full House was also ABC. Yeah. Um, so then they probably were like, awesome, get this kid on here. It's your brother. That's cute. People will love it. And then, like, it was only a matter of time before people... Because he's so good at that episode, too. I know. Like, he's this so little funny. Kid, he, he's, he's carrying, only, like, some I think he's only in stuff. four episodes with Sister Sister. Like, I, okay. I was, like, trying to look up... Because it had a, on the Wikipedia it had like a list of the supporting characters, and I was like, "Why doesn't it mention him?" Like I was in the middle of watching that episode, and I was like, "He's on the screen." Because I thought he was in several episodes, but he was only apparently in four of the episodes. Yeah. And I can't remember if when he comes back though, because I actually did like a watch through. I think during the <laughs> pandemic, because mm-hmm. um, I was like, "What else are we doing?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I think he comes back as his character from Smart Guy. Oh, okay. oh, as At TJ. Yeah, like I think he's not uh-huh. the cousin, or maybe he is like a different cousin. But okay, yeah, because Blair was like convinced that it was in the same universe as Smart Guy, and then we were like, no, it's not in the same universe. But maybe it is. I don't know. But TV shows back then did crossovers all the time. It's kind of the problem with streaming now is we don't get these super weird episodes. Like, yeah. Speaking, speaking of crossovers, this is a real life crossover. I was doing a little digging on the guy who plays the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I like clicked on his page, but I was looking, and he has been married for like thirty or forty years to the woman who played Aunt, the original Aunt Vivian and Fresh Prince, and they're like oh. still together, and they like run like a uh, some like foundation or something. And I was like, this is so cool. Also, he's like eighty years old, which is wild. I think he's like seventy nine. Oh my gosh! In in the most like respectful way, she's a hottie too. Good for him. Yeah, she's a baddie. Really. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that. Could... Yeah. And that the OG and Vivian, like the one who was like, oh. "Fuck yeah. Will Smith." <laughs> well, well, even her character was like just much more. I don't know, like intense. She was so good. Yeah, she's so good. So I good. love OG Amphib. No disrespect to, to second Amphib, <laughs> other Amphibian. <sighs> um. So a couple other things about the first episode before we get into like the real. The real episode that we watched. The real um, So, Roger, I feel like we do need to talk a little bit about Roger and his character because he is introduced in this episode. He's like the next door neighbor to Tamara. And he is basically kind of a creep, but like in the, a lovable way because it's the 90s yeah. and we all were like, aw. It's like every time boy, I watch... <laughs> every time I watch an episode of Buffy with with Blair now, Blair keeps being like, am I supposed to like Xander? Like, is he supposed to be no. a likable person? And I'm like, ah, oh, it was a different time. 
Yeah. But I'm the like, answer is no. You're not supposed to like I mean, it. no. The, anymore, it's so hard to watch Xander because you're like, he is the most cringe person that's existed on TV. In, but In the same like realm, though, like I'm really glad that Roger didn't have like a Steve Urkel arc where like he basically overshadowed the show itself. You know, like how yeah. Flaming Matters oh, yeah. became like the Steve Urkel show, which mm-hmm. is also why like that, the mom from that show like ended up leaving because she was like, fuck this. Um, but... Yeah, I'm glad, like, Roger just stayed, like, the next-door neighbor, like, annoying sidekick friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he did until he left because of his music career. Oh. Yeah. When does he they leave? Actually, Do you know? What season? I don't know. Because he, he leaves before college happens. I think he's mm-hmm. there for, like, three or, like, through season three or four or something. Oh, and on Wikipedia it said, like, he's in every season up until they go to college because he's technically supposed to be, like, a year behind them. But then, like, yeah. you bring him back for the finale episode or something. Okay. Um, That's fun. But, yeah, there's there's a few episodes, too, where they have him sing, and he has got a great voice. But also oh. they do... I do like because he gets older, and they haven't shown him, I think, on the show for a little bit. So he just, like, appears, and he's, like, a good-looking, like, mm-hmm. he's not a little kid anymore. And then they're like, Roger. I like it. It's a good time. (laughs) Um, I like Because Steve Urkel had that weird storyline where they're like, I'm going to walk into a machine and it's going to make me hot. Yeah. And I was like, hot Urkel. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, So also, (laughs) I. so handsome. Sorry, I'm going to send you all a picture in a second. Okay. Well, so the other thing that I thought was funny about Roger was like, so he when he meets the twins um, and then also Lisa is there uh he's like oh twins like i'm so excited about this or whatever and then like he meets lisa and he also flirts with lisa a lot throughout the show which is so funny yeah (laughs) um but then i I laugh because she goes i'm not into that may december thing and i was like wait a minute may december that's that netflix movie that just came out and it's like based on that trot like the real life like woman who like basically abused a young child because she was with him and then they like end up being together after she gets out of jail and shit um but i was like what a weird reference for like episode one of this children's show basically (laughs) but that was Um, like i mean that was just like a terminology for like you know i'm older you're younger exactly yeah yeah but also strangely timely but there was another joke that they made in the beginning where oh it's the second episode I know we haven't talked about it yet, but like the girls find the listing for like the phone sex line. Oh like, yeah, one eight hundred nine five horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, <laughs> I wasn't so, expecting that. Uh, let's just go ahead and hop into the second episode. So first, yeah. uh, quick overview of the episode basically is that Tia and Tamara have decided that they need to get jobs because they don't have boyfriends and they don't have money, which are like the two things that they feel like they need to have as teenagers. Um, so they get a job. Ray is like, hey, you can work at the limo company that I own. And they kind of hate it because all the people that work at the limo company are old men. And there's, like, nobody fun to hang out with. So they end up going to a burger joint for lunch. And they realize that the burger joint has lots of hot young dudes that (laughs) hang out there and also work there. And so they decide, hey, I'm going to try to get a job here. And they do. But then the problem is is that they don't know how to tell Ray that they want to quit. So they try to work both jobs at the same time. So, um, and then shit hits the fan, basically. (laughs) Um, It's a perfect, like, twin scenario where they're, like, pretending to be both at each job. It's funny. Yeah. The like well, raggedy Ann doll purpose. under the under the car. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Uh, so before we stupid, like get your raggedy self out yeah. of the car. I was like, this is Yeah, so get stupid. your raggedy butt over here. Um <laughs> yeah. so before we get into like uh you know, more about this particular episode, I did want to ask, what was your all's first jobs? Like when and when did you get because I got my first job at 14, which feels kind of young now, but I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, but I worked at a dry cleaner, uh, and I ended up working at that dry cleaner for almost 10 years because I had that job from 14 all the way through college. So, You sure um, did. <laughs> but, uh, and I, the biggest perk for me about that job was that I could listen to anything on my, like, iPod or, or you know, phone later. Um, because since I worked there for so long, I went through many technologies. Um, but I could listen to whatever because I was mostly like tagging clothes and stuff. And then when I worked there on Saturdays and it was just me, I also could bring in my laptop or whatever. And one of the locations actually had like a DVD player with a TV in the back. And so I could just bring DVDs and just play movies in the back while I was like, cause I mean, 
you're doing like mindless labor. Um, so I could just watch movies all day. And like when a customer came in, I would pause it and go help them. And uh, I loved that job because it was just chill. Like so chill. So good. Chill vibes. Chill vibes. So what about you guys? Oh, is that what you wanting me to go first, Casey? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you're just like five. shaking your head. I'm like, are you chicken now? Um, I think technically my first job was when I was kid. When I was a kid, we uh, did this thing called Kids Academy in the summer, which was hosted mm. at the community college, and it was just like summer classes to keep your kids busy. Um, and by the time I was like probably a preteen, they let me run like or help run the little like uh concession thing like between classes they'd have a little like candy counter and you could like buy things so i got to run that for a couple summers and then like i helped um like sort of help teach a couple classes there i think i got paid like i, I you know i wasn't like of legal working age so I, they were giving me like ten dollars or something i don't know but then my first official job was i worked in the cafeteria at the hospital in my hometown and it was gross <laughs> it was <laughs> It was so bad. When I did dishes, it was just like a big sink full of full of food scraps, the things that Disgusting. people had eaten that probably had lots of diseases. So were there any perks to that job? I got a lot of free food. Um, it wasn't good food, but, you know, mashed potato is mashed potato. So, um, it's not always the mashed potato. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually. Sometimes it's instant, but, you know. Um, <laughs> no, my boss was kind of an asshole, which is why I left that job. Um, yeah, there weren't a lot of perks to it. Okay, wow. Casey, um, what so, about you? <laughs> so, I, I don't count it as my first job job, but I did just want to bring up, I used, because I was a very antisocial kid, as we all know, I didn't have a lot of friends, but my brothers played a lot of sports, so I had to go to all their sports games, um, so I didn't have anyone to hang out with, so I also worked the concession stand, during all nice. of the games, so I'd be there and, like, take orders and whatnot. I was not paid except for, like, a candy bar at the end of the day, which is why I'm like, I don't count sure. it. But I did do that for, like, four years. Um, mm-hmm. And then my first actual job, I worked at an AMC. Um, I started off as an usher, and then I worked behind for the sure, counter sure. um, at the concession stand, which was the worst part, because you always were covered in, like, popcorn grease. And I remember, too, if you wanted... At the end of the night, you could take as much popcorn home as you wanted to. And this guy, every time he worked, would take a trash bag and he would fill it with popcorn. What did he do with and it, I was like, Did he eat it all? I don't know. I didn't want to know because by the end of the night, I was like, I don't want to see popcorn. Uh, yeah. It's taken me a while for me, actually, now as an adult, to be like, I love popcorn. But this is like the last couple of years of me being like, I love it. And I blame this job. Um, the best perk though was a few months after that, when I got bumped up to concession because your boy is good at working, um, yay capitalism. I, (laughs) I became a ticket taker or a ticket seller and that was the best job. Um, cause we had little headsets and back then they actually like, plugged into like a little speaker cause we were behind glass. We talked glass. about this on another episode. I can't remember why we were talking about it, but. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would unplug it and I plug it into my iPod. And I would listen nice. to music because um, it was the AMC in Ward Parkway before they got renovated. So we were dead every single day. Um, but also we had a phone in the booth that we could use to call other AMCs to check their moving times in case someone didn't want to so see the wild. one at our location. And so I would also like sit there. And this is when I high school and I had friends and I would call them and I would sit on the phone and talk to people for hours. <laughs> I so. kind of wonder if, like, we ever cross paths, because I used to go to that AMC Ward Parkway, and that's so I'm weird to sure me. I'm sure we did. You yeah, sure we what did a weird other. thing. No. Um, he's a my stupid girl, and you were like, he's a stupid boy <laughs> selling me stupid on the phone all the time. Um, my friend also worked at the Claire's, which literally was, like, oh, yeah. across mm-hmm. the way. Like, I could see them working. So on my breaks, I would bring popcorn and sodas to the, all the workers at Claire's, and I would hang out there. Um, yeah i mean i know i've said this before but the best my best job ever was at the blockbuster and we were in one of those you know the classic parking lots that had a a blockbuster pizza hut and a taco bell and like the people from pizza hut would come over with pizza and be like can we get a free movie and i'd be like yeah i mean if you're gonna let me eat that pizza we had like a running (laughs) thing for like six months with the people from taco bell too they'd be like what do you want we'll bring it over if you give us some free movies 
Yeah, but see that's nice. amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. I did get to see free movies. Um, that's nice. I was yeah. at AMC. You're able to bring um, one friend for free, and then any immediate family. And I had how two often? Friends. Like unlimited? Um, pretty much. I think wow. they you try to like not be obnoxious because um, I never wanted to go to my AMC, so we had to like call in the tickets and whatnot. Okay. But yeah, so I would always just lie and be like, "This is my friend, and this is my sister or my brother." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Uh, it was fun. It was great. I saw a lot of movies that, like, year and a half I worked there. Nice. It was great. Free movies is everything. Well, mm-hmm. um... That was great. That was wonderful. Thanks, Liz. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I just felt like, you know, we're talking about jobs, and I feel like that's an iconic thing that we all go through is our first job, especially, yeah. like, a high school job, you know? Yeah. Um, oh. I think that's what I liked about like these episodes, which I know the first one isn't that relatable because mm-hmm. you know who finds their twin randomly. Like, uh, Wait, all. you all didn't have that moment? <laughs> no, um, but it's what I like about the show in general is that a lot of the problems are so like relatable and mundane. Mm-hmm. They just go yeah. about it in really like wacky ways to try and solve it, which is where the fun is. And I feel like for a while after this, like TV shows came more about like the weird, wacky, over the top stuff constantly. Yeah, and so it's like. That's fun in its own right, but there's something so charming and nice about this of being like, I've been in that situation. I get it. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, kind of going back to you talking about the um, breaking of the fourth wall that they did in the first few yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, this episode features them like lip syncing to yes. their parents' voices, and they're so good at it. And they like have the yes. like mannerisms down. <laughs> it's so funny when they started. I like so had funny. to rewind and watch it again because I was like, especially when they do Lisa's voice, I was like, yay, it's so good. It's <laughs> uh, another yeah. stupid moment in my brain of like, because I just don't know this technical part of it. It's like, did they do the recording first and then film this, or did they film this and then the actors had to like. Uh, they did the recording. They did the recording first. I would think. Okay, that would make that's the what most makes sense. the most sense. Yeah, but I'm just like TV film schedules are. Bonkers. Yeah, I guess I don't yeah. know. They could have gone either way. Who knows? Um, that was my first note. Actually, was the voiceover thing because I thought oh, it was sorry. very funny. No, I mean it's perfect. Uh, and then the next thing I put was that Taj is too cute because uh, right after they kind of intro the episode saying that they need to get jobs. They're like, yeah, and our cousin Taj is visiting right now, and we're basically we're putting him to work like ourselves, and he's like bringing up this giant basket of laundry, and Tamara's like, hey Taj, this is too heavy for you. Next time you should bring up two separate, like you should do two trips. <laughs> you should take two trips. And he's like, yeah. oh, good idea. <laughs> he's so cute. He's, he's so, so cute. cute. Oh my god. Well, the part of the episode where they're too. like, oh. what? What, what's that smell? And he goes, sorry! And he just runs I out of the room. Know. I was like... <laughs> also, like, what did he think? I don't know. That was so cute. And then Lisa was like, no, Todd, it's not you. It's a fart <laughs> joke, Liz. It's a fart joke. Yeah. Did he fart? Is that the, I mean, I, the joke? I just assumed it was like he farted yeah. or something and was embarrassed. <laughs> See, I liked later on when Lisa was like, are you doing like chores for those two girls, Taj? You shouldn't let them push you around. Now get me an iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Lisa's then, the best. And then he's making like a tray of snacks later for some reason. Like, and he's like, I'm just making them snacks. And pizza like, rolls. she's, yeah, she's like, pizza rolls. <laughs> so good. It's, well, it's such a nothing part, but like every time he was on stage, it was funny. I know. On screen. On screen. Yeah. Stage. Um, they filmed it on a uh, sound audience. They probably did. Um, so uh, basically, Tia and Tamara do get this job at the limo place. And the sad thing about the episode is that Ray is like so proud that his daughter wants to work for his yeah. company, and that like Tia is also working there with her. And he loves it, and he's like very proud of his business because he owns his own business, which is great. And, uh, like, but then all these kind of people, like, old dudes work there. And, you know, they meet the guys and they're like, do you have anyone that works here that still has all their teeth or that still eats solid food or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I do like, there's this other guy that works there that they meet at one point who just, like, doesn't really 
speak. Like, he's like, like, he's kind of like grunts and stuff. But like later in the episode, Ray is so proud of his daughter and he's like, look at them. And he just goes, nepotism. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is funny. Um, but can we talk about though, like later on, because Ray's so proud, he changes the name to like Campbell and daughters, and daughters and family, and family, and family, and, family. Oh, and, yeah. family. and paints and their so, faces. Their faces are on, like their garage door. One of them looks so good, and the other one does not. <laughs> look it's just like a her little off. off. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird to me to be like they're twins. Like, how did you nail one so well, and then the other one is just like does not look like they're from this family in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. I also, ooh, in my small research, which I felt so stupid because I didn't notice before. So Tamara has a mole and Tia doesn't. But mm. Tia mm. wore a mole for the show for three seasons before she was like, I'm not wearing this anymore. And oh. I thought that was so interesting because I was like, I can tell their faces apart from like, even, huh. especially adult them, but like younger version them too. They look so different, but I've never noticed like that they had I never the same knew mole that. placement. That's cool. Yeah. I just like didn't pay attention interesting good for them um so the so they do end up getting the burger job and you know that's when we do get to see the painting because it's like the nail and the i don't know it's like well they're like the thorn in their side yeah we're like we're gonna you know just tell him that we're gonna quit and like when they go to tell him and he's like rolls down the door and yeah he like guilt's gonna be saying yeah uh but the side story in this episode is that Roger has given a girl at school um, a pair of his mom's, like, diamond, diamond earrings, earrings <laughs> um, because she's, like, totally using Roger, and she just wants him to give her stuff. And he, she has a boyfriend on the side, even. Like, she doesn't care about Roger, but she, like, plays him so that he'll this buy her stuff. Name. Yeah. And uh, I do love when Lisa goes in to, like, finally help Roger get these earrings back, and so she just rips them off this girl's ears. Yeah, he's like, like, don't embarrass me. Whatever you do, she's like, I'm gonna be so diplomatic, and she, like, walks up and she goes, give me those. (laughs) Be happy Um, these were (laughs) clip-ons. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, Roger then, like, proceeds to try to hit on Lisa again, as per usual, but he's also wearing the most iconic outfit of all time. Oh my god. He's wearing, oh like, an art God. teacher's, like, denim smock. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, the time it's, like, oversized baggy clothes were, like, such... Pardon my stupid pun. They were such a big thing of the time. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, and so Roger, the whole show, wears, like, oversized baggy clothes. But this one, <laughs> like Alex said, it's like a denim smock. But it is, like, a 5XL denim smock <laughs> on this kid who can't be more than, like, 4'6". And yes. so it's like all the way to the ground, the baggiest <laughs> pants ever. Like, just walking around. I, so funny. It's like the he, most weird looking. I'm like, there's no world that this was actually cool. Like, you literally look no. like. And he's even wearing boots that look like they don't fit him. Like, I feel like the shoes he's wearing doesn't even fit him. And I'm like, what is happening? No. I, I just saw the clip from the Ricky Lake show where they were doing makeovers. And this one girl was like, yeah, I wish, like, my nose was a little bit smaller. And, like, I don't like that I have really wide hips and, like, thick thighs. And they're like, well, we're going to give you a makeover. And they bring her out and they cut her hair in, like, this weird mullet. And they're like, it really just slims down your face. And she's like, okay. And then they (laughs) like, this big, like, flouncy, ruffly shirt with big, ruffly sleeves on it. And then over it is a giant crocheted, like, oversized, like, tunicky vest and then like the biggest longest like wide like pants ever too oh, no. but nothing fits her right so it's just like all like falling off slightly I mean, distracting people from the features she didn't like <laughs> well and ricky lake was like oh my gosh you look so good how do you feel she's like fine uh, <laughs> and then she's like do you see how like the fabric really just like hides all those curves you were so worried about and i was like this is Yikes. the worst it looks Oh gosh, the nineties. Um, the nineties. Speaking of fashion in this episode, though, the fucking yellow sunflower look that one of them wears uh, toward the beginning is so good. Like yellow pants with like a yellow top with like embroidered sunflowers going up it. It was amazing. I loved it. it, it nothing says nineties like cozy nineties chic like sunflowers. Mm-hmm. Sunflowers were so big, and honestly, so big. 
they should have been. It was yeah. great. They need to come back. Yeah. Need some I also on. like Lisa's always in like mini dresses or mini skirts and they or were right to jeans. Do it. Jeans with like a skinny black belt. Like I think yeah. anytime she's wearing pants, like I'm like, I want that outfit. Like it's like yeah. a skinny black belt with like a t shirt and then a cool vest or something. Like I just her I mean, she is like supposed to be a designer. She's supposed to be into fashion. Um, so but she and, does look cool. Like, yeah, but she she's like cool. wacky fashion a little bit, and yeah, I love it. I love fashion. her I, vibes. And yeah, and this one she had like an oversized button-up shirt with like a normal like red vest, and then also leggings on, like mm. no pants, just leggings, which was not trendy, I think, at the time, really yeah. so much. Um, Unless you're a so lanestrich like, or something, like. Well, yeah, always a lane stretch. <laughs> but I, there's just something about it where I was like, this is even fashion that's like 10 years ago, people were also wearing this. But I was like, somehow yeah. you still look so cool. But I think yeah. it's just, it's Jack A. Like, she's so charismatic. Love her. She could really kind of do anything on the show. And I'd be like, that was hilarious. And you're, I love you. And I would murder for you. I have. I have murdered for I Jack have A. Murdered I for have her. murdered for <laughs> Jack A, if um... you want us to kill anyone else, please let us know. Like, whoever you want, baby. It's all for <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I don't really have, like, anything else specific about the episode. I feel like uh, I mostly just wanted to talk about this one because I think it's, uh, like you said, it has that iconic, like, twin silliness of, like, they have to swap spots. Like, and that's what they're doing throughout having both of these jobs. Um, finally, uh, Lisa does just break it to Ray. She's just like, hey, they don't want this job anymore. They got a different job. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's sad. And the episode ends with like him watching uh, clips of Tia, or sorry, Tamara as a baby. Like, And he just is like, feels like he's losing his little girl. Um, it is funny because we do have a last like moment with uh, Taj. And he, like, basically, Ray is like, hey, do you want a job at this limo place? Which Todd is, like, a a child, like, yeah. seven years old or something. And he's like, uh, you just want to replace your daughter that you feel like you're losing and blah, blah, Like, he gives this very, like, <laughs> serious answer. And he's like, I'll pay you $3 an hour. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or he said, no, he doesn't say okay. He says, okay, dad, or something like that. Like, yeah. he, like, calls him dad. <laughs> Um, and I will say also one other thing was that the Ricky Lake, you brought up Ricky Lake, but Taj mentions Ricky Lake at one point in the episode. He's like, I watch Ricky Lake or something like that. (laughs) Um, I, I think what was fun to me too about this episode, because they did the normal twin shenanigans that you expect from a show mm -hmm. like this, but I like that there's a twist on it, that it's not only that they're in two places at at the same time, but they're also pretending to be two people at the same time yeah, yeah. to do it where I was like I, I don't know if I've seen that twist on it like typically it's just like I'm just gonna impersonate the other one real quick it's yeah like I'll go right. take her test or whatever yeah like. exactly um be an interview for them or some weird thing um but for this one to be like we're both both of us at the same time especially when they both accidentally go to the burger place to work because they got their face confused <laughs> what are you doing here <laughs> i just love them walking up to everyone that's just in the restaurant and be like my sister's out back if you're looking for tia she's out back don't worry yeah, yeah. she's out back and then tamara walks in and she's like my sister's out back and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> yeah so. uh it's great but uh, that's Sister Sister. I just, this show is very charming. If you've never watched it, I would say it holds up. Like, I think it's like a fun show. It's really yeah. funny and charming and like all the characters are great and it has the perfect 90s vibes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, check it out. It's great. Yeah. Liz, okay. are you like this? I don't know. I just feel like I like quality comedy um, and... This is a show where I can watch it, and even though there's a laugh track, I'm okay with it because the laugh track is genuine, and they're yeah. actually laughing at funny moments versus like the forced laugh tracks of today, which I absolutely hate. So, yeah, um, I miss I miss '90s television. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we've said this like when we talked about other '90s sitcoms, but I miss I just like miss. I, I understand, like, I was seeing it through, like, the lens of a child and, like, everything, you know, is a little rose-colored. But, like, it just felt like 
simpler, obviously, but also, like, more diverse. Like, I don't know how, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, we ended racism in the 90s. And I was like, no, no, we definitely didn't. <laughs> no, but we like, did not. We did not. On we TV, did not. like, you had so much good, like, black representation, like, in all the TV shows. And I know I it wasn't know. perfect, and I know that I'm probably overlooking a lot of things, but, like, there yeah. was some really good stuff going on. Well, and well, I feel granted, like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just like, granted, this is just, like, um, three black, like, all, pretty much all black casts. Like, the fact that we had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, we had um, Family Matters and, like, Sister Sister on at the same time, which were, like, yeah. three really big shows. Like, they Among were really solid too, like and so well-known. Yeah. And, like, great cast and great comedies, but, like, um, I don't know. Like, there, we still have that to an extent, but I also think it's the fact that network television isn't what ne- network television is anymore. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I think the stakes were lower in the 90s. Where, like, you would get a season order. You would have a full season to try and prove what it is. And people had less expectation. I don't want to go on a big rant about how I think prestige television has actually ruined television. But but pretty much that. Yeah. <laughs> and streaming has done a big dent on it, too. But Well, I just, like, and also to that, I think because, because network television was limited it meant that, like, a wider audience ended up watching shows that maybe they wouldn't have originally been like, oh, I'm going to watch this show. Exactly. But, like, oh, it's part of TGIF. I guess I'll watch it because it's going to be before another show that I want to watch. And then they realize, oh, I really like this show. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the way that TV is today, it's so specialized and segmented that, like, I don't think that's happening as much. Like, you're going on and you're picking the one show that you're going to watch and you're going to watch that one show, period. Like, and... So that is kind of a bummer because I do, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't, it didn't feel like a big deal that I was watching shows that were entirely black casts, you know, like it was like, oh, I didn't think about it. It was just like a show that was on TV. But nowadays I feel like people would be like, wow, a show that's an entirely black cast. Like, oh, it's for not me. Like, I like, yeah, it's like like, secret agenda or something. It's like, yeah. And so it just sucks. I mean, not to be a bummer at the end of the episode because we're we're highlighting a great show, but like it it's true. I mean, like I just feel like uh well obviously was I was more naive back then, but Yeah. But I think it back then too and like I know we're also romanticizing this because there were so many yeah. especially when we're talking about racism, yes. like so many horrible things still going on. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. Um things were not, but blah blah blah. But I think also because of that, things could be more specific because they knew that like oh if we put this in this block there's a chance people will just watch it Mm -hmm. um and like they're you know we'll give them their 13 episodes and they have 13 episodes to like prove that there's an audience for the show but they weren't trying to do universal appeal like they are now um Mm -hmm. like i think like i love power rangers but power rangers really was like the we need to get everyone from you know different um ethnic groups (laughs) And put them all in one group so that everyone can see themselves, which is great. But also whenever you do that, then kind of no one sometimes can see themselves and what's going on. And so mm-hmm. I think it was nice that we actually had shows that were about like, here is like a black family. Um, yeah. And this mm-hmm. is their life, especially because we'd seen so many of that with white families for decades on TV. Really? Um, I don't know any shows with white people in it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and so I, I think because of it, like there wasn't such a big... And there probably was. Well, I don't remember the newspaper at the time. But I didn't feel like there was such a big focus on um, how, like, different it was and how people were like, see, we are having, like, diversity in this. Like, yeah. like it was just there and presented. And again, I think it's because it was the childlike lens. Of I was going to say, there like, probably was, you know, discussion about that. But we just were like, okay, whatever, it's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which, I guess to that extent, too, it is like, the powerful thing about media and television is that, you know, we actually got to look into other people's lives, even if it was like a very easygoing version of other people's lives. Yeah. Like it had this normalized sense of seeing um, people from other groups um, than our own demographics being yeah. ref- like represented in a way that was like, yeah, this is normal. So even now when I see a show like, um, like never have I ever about, like an Indian girl, I'm not like, I can't relate to this. I'm like, I'm, I know I can. <laughs> I know there's plenty of stuff here for me. Yeah. Sorry, that was a weird rant. 
people love white people talking about racism. Um, we have the most to say about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all have very diverse yeah. opinions. So. Yeah. We can cut out this whole rant. I never want to hear me say these <laughs> <things> again. <laughs> I think it's valid. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You're also probably waiting because I do the segue out of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what you're waiting for? Yeah. So I could keep on talking if I wanted to. Bitch, um, I can fucking learn this segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, before we wrap up the podcast, I'd like to let you know they can find us on Instagram at Why Am I Like This Podcast or Facebook on our generation Why Am I Like This fan page. If you'd like to reach out to us, we have an email, which is this at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Um, tell us what job you would, um, you know, swap with your secret twin at you know would you be washing limousines or would you be flipping burgers or would you be walking dogs like what's a good teenage job that you could swap identities with someone at like a a, a, like a group job you and one other person yeah 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 yeah. like your best your bestie that like it's just like if liz just put on a mustache was like i'm alec today (laughs) (laughs) i've put on a mustache before you have yeah (laughs) That was a fucking I good directing scene. Hey, uh, what? Let's see, let's see so many good things. Oh my god. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Uh, I want to go first because mine is bad. Sorry. No, no, you go. <laughs> mine's bad and then you can talk about something that's actually good. Um, so my many good thing is um, Vince and I for Valentine's Day went out to see a movie and we went <laughs> and <laughs> We um, we do love kind of bad movies to begin with, so we knew what we were walking into, but we went to see Madam Web, um, which is getting horrible reviews across the board. Um, it's getting panned critically. Are you going to say, I don't think this movie's perfect, but... I don't think this movie's perfect. <laughs> I don't think this movie's anywhere close to perfect, and I don't think it was trying to be. I don't think it wanted to be. I think this is a not great movie, but boy, howdy. Um... We were laughing the entire time. I had a blast watching this. I kind of knew what I was walking into vaguely without any spoilers of the show. But um, it also <laughs> helped that I accidentally bought... Um, it's got like a 13% on it. <laughs> no, literally, a, my coworker is texting a review of this movie right now. And I'm like, what a world that we live in. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so wild. Oh my gosh. I was like, why is that on your phone? That's really funny. Why are you looking this up? Um, it, oh, but I accidentally bought tickets to see it in IMAX, <laughs> which I think made it even better of just like this accidental night. But yeah, is it a good movie? I can't say that. Am I thoroughly entertained watching it? Yeah. Is this a movie that you should watch with friends and just sit around and laugh and have a good time for sure um i will say the only upsetting part for me about this entire movie is the villain i swear to god they adr'd every it's, single yeah, one of his lines they did. it's like his mouth isn't even moving at some points and i've he heard has from dialogue. basically everyone that it's like it's like a bad kung fu movie because his mouth is moving but like not to the right words and sometimes the dialogue will continue <laughs> even though he stopped moving his mouth yes. or vice versa. Um, but that's not even the worst part about him. Like, <laughs> literally, if you took the villain out, I actually think this would be um, not as horribly panned as it is. But the worst part about him is, so he's like a, a spidey villain. He has a spider suit that he puts on and everything. So you're like, okay, that makes sense. Um, he can crawl around in that suit, no problem. But for the rest of the movie, when he's not murdering people in that spider suit, he's in a business suit with, with no sh- socks or shoes on. He is barefoot the yeah. entire time with no explanation. And you're like, oh, maybe it's because he can walk on walls with his peats and that's what he's doing. No, he's always in his spider suit when he does that. So he's just on the street walking around barefoot. He's driving a car barefoot. It is insanity. It's um, like a producer had a foot fetish. I think so. I is Quentin Tarantino a <laughs> a secret producer? I did read a thing, and I don't know if there's validity to this at all. That um, a lot of the male villains' roles, like his dialogue and stuff, was punched up because they wanted um, to appeal to uh, more of a male, uh, like a male audience, because it was mm. like a female superhero movie. So they brought in male writers to like do some pump up. I don't know if there's validity to that statement. But it would make sense because I will say he is so disjointed from the rest of the movie. 
Um, I've also heard rumors that this is Sony's attempt, first attempt at an AI script. Or having AI work on oh, scripts. Shit. I will say I don't think so because the same scriptwriter did Morbius. Yeah, and, and also they, a bunch uh, of other shitty movies. Like, <laughs> hey, they also did Power Rangers 2017, which yeah. I love. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, and so there was actually some humor from that movie that I could see in this, and that's why I was like, I can tell that this is a joke that they were making, um, and it actually is funny. It, it, my last thing I will say is I just need people to watch it because Dakota Johnson has a moment. And this is a spoiler. If you don't want a spoiler for Madam Web, who are you? What are you doing in life? Um, but she is, her, her mother is dead in the movie. And she has a moment where she's able to go into the past and talk to her mom. And she finds out that her mom died saving her life. And she thought her mom died being stupid, which is literally the plot point. She thought her mom died being stupid. And so it's supposed to be this emotional moment and Dakota Johnson's like holding her mom and crying. And then she, just like this, delivers the lines, you did it. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about how she was saved. And I have never laughed harder besides some moments in a car that happened to you. Last, last thing. She steals a taxi. Dakota Johnson steals a taxi in this movie. And then randomly in the middle of the movie is like, I need to go to Peru to see what, figure out what happens to my mom. So she yeah, takes and then the she's taxi. in Peru. <laughs> she takes the taxi to an airport, flies to Peru for a week, comes back, and then still has the stolen taxi. <laughs> and I don't know why that blew my brain, and I was laughing so hard. I love it. I, I think bad movies need to exist, and that nothing should change in this movie, because it is, to me... Protect bad drag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Protect bad movies. I Casey's of the world need this to be sustained. I need this art form to prevail. Oh my god. There's a place in this world for bad movies and it's in my heart. <laughs> On IMAX screens in Rochester, New York. <laughs> yes. If I wanted to spend the money, I would definitely go see this again in theaters because it was Damn. an experience. It Good. was better than Cats. <laughs> Okay. You I heard still haven't seen Cats. <laughs> it was better than Cats. <laughs> All right. All right, right Liz, what you got? Uh, I am going to bring up another different movie that's better than another this movie. Another different movie. I guarantee. <laughs> um, Ooh, I wonder so, what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, so I, I've already seen this movie twice. It's Lisa Frankenstein. Um, hey. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Uh, it's like... Weird science meets horny Edward Scissorhands, and it's everything I could want in a movie. Um, <laughs> I, Edward Scissorhands is already so horny, though. It, this is even hornier. Um, Sold. <laughs> the Like, I watched this movie, and I can't explain it other than just, I wish I had made this movie. Like, this is, I watched this, and I'm like, this is exactly the type of camp that I want to create like or like i want to direct a show that is this like you know like it's just such a good vibe to me like i love how stupid it is there's like a very particular moment in this movie that is like to me one of the most romantic things that ever existed um but i need you to see it because i'm not gonna spoil it because it's absolutely fabulous um and it's so good. <laughs> I just loved it. I just loved it. So that's my so, I mean, good thing. It sounds like it's almost as good as Werewolf Hipster. Oh, yeah. Were Hipster. Were Hipster, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I like, it bums me out because this movie hasn't done well. And I mean, Jennifer's Body didn't do well either. Like, I don't think this is similar to Jennifer's Body, to be honest. And like Diablo Cody, like, when she put this out, she was like, it's in the same universe as Jennifer's body, which is like, Oh, I didn't why? realize she also did uh, Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, she's oh, the yeah. writer. Ah. Um, and it's like, why did you even do that? I don't know. Because it's like, it has literally zero relationship to Jennifer's body, other than that it's like a teen horror kind of thing. But like, this is set in the a totally different time period. Like, it's, and like, there's nothing, to me, Jennifer's body even has a different vibe to it. Like, it's like mm. this is more slapstick silly than Jennifer's body was. Um, mm. Like, I mean, the creature, for example, in this movie has m- 
like a line at the end of the movie and that is it. he does not talk like at all and um it. honestly the one of the best letterbox reviews was like it was like normalize the romantic male lead having zero lines <laughs> yes yes though. and I uh, that. it was very funny um but <clears throat> he's really good at like physical comedy like i felt like the physical comedy that he brought was really fun like because he's this kind of um like so he's from a different time like he's like a from like regency era like whatever so like uh the funny thing is is that i i'm writing an essay on this for my class because we're doing like frankenstein adaptations so i'm i'm using this as mine and uh we're also doing pride and prejudice adaptations and i listened to a podcast where they were talking about this movie and they were like we just wanted like a reanimated mr darcy and i'm like what a weird thing that's like a crossover of those two things but um yeah he does a great job of like this kind of like very proper like standing but then he's also like a reanimated corpse at the same time so he can't really do it great because his body is decomposing um but uh yeah it's wonderful go see it um, if you get a chance, it's probably going to be in theaters maybe like another week and then it'll drop off because it's not doing well. So that's, that's another thing. Things are not staying in theaters long enough. Like I, I missed the color purple and it's it was only on there HBO. for like three weeks. I know it was on Voodoo even before that. Same thing with, um, not that, I mean, I wanted to see Mean Girls in theaters just for the experience. Not that I expected it to be great, but like, again, both of those were like maybe in theaters for like a month and it's yeah. wild to me. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway, Alec. Yes. Go. <laughs> Go. Um, I I have two things. The first thing is a song that I literally can't stop listening to. Uh, Carolyn Polachek released like a extended version of her album she dropped last year. Um, but there's one particular song on it called Spring is Coming with a Strawberry in Its Mouth. And I don't know, like I just I, I listen to it on repeat like all day for some reason. It's just like scratching that part of my brain that I really like. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, it's like, I know I sound annoying when I say this, but it's like Pisces, like AF. It's just like romantic and lovey, but also like stupid and kind of artsy Carolyn Polachek. And it's just like, oh yeah, spring is coming and it's going to be fine. And like, we're not going to be sad anymore. Um, but spoiler alert, depression still exists. Um, and then also I read a book recently that I've been looking forward to. Um, it's called My Fair Brady. It's a YA romance uh, that takes place uh, in, around a uh, high school production of My Fair Lady. And it is really cute. It's by um, Brian D. Kennedy. I read his book, uh, his previous book, uh, I think it's called A Little Bit Country, uh, last year, the year before. He just has like a really fun way of writing and it feels like genuine and I like, I don't know. Uh... I don't know what the word I'm, I'm looking for is, but like, I don't, I think he captures that, you know, like teenage love. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel over-sexualized. It just feels like real. And I think it's cute. Um, and also, you know, I love reading about theater nerds being theater nerds in high school. It's fun. Um, so yeah, check out those things. That's all I have to say. Yay. Yay. You're done talking. No, <laughs> I am done talking. <laughs> I, I would wow. talk about Madam Web for 10 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say I went on a huge tangent about Madam Web, which no one should do. And that's just me. Um, that's I'm just a show. quirky girl. I'm not like other girls. I like other girls. I like Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> I like Madam uh, Web. <laughs> I, I'm assuming how this episode is edited too starts with me talking about a decom again and then my journey will we'll end see. talking with Madam Webb. So we'll see. my taste is off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners um, should know by now that's your, that's your brand. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, Oh, go really quick. I just have to say that Alec did send me a TikTok That was like, uh, did this, I? it was like, if you are any of these people, you need to see Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were like, all this. <laughs> they were like, Mostly me. It was like <laughs> if you're still personally offended that Pushing Daisies was canceled. If <laughs> it was like it was like really weirdly hyper specific, and I was yeah. like, well, 
I've been called uh, out. <laughs> also, for some reason, when I go to send videos to people, Liz, you don't come up on my list of people. Like, I Mine doesn't do either. Thing. Okay, I didn't know what was going on. Like, I, when I search, you pop up, but, like, you're not. Yeah, I'm like, even when I scroll all the way to the bottom, like, you're not You there. two are the people that I send the most shit to on yeah, that. And, same. like, for some reason, you haven't been popping up. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's I don't know. weird. Yeah. Liz is the only person for me, too. I have to are go to, like, the little banned? glass thing at the end. Are we shadow banned? Oh, my God. Does Mr. TikTok hate us? Oh, my God. It's I because mean, we wrote the most generic comments ever, but we keep getting like a billion likes. Yeah, yeah. We're just so I do likeable. have fourteen hundred <laughs> followers, so I oh, really hate me. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Have, a, well, I have like a handful. Yeah. But, I don't right. I know, but shit, we don't so. talk. We don't talk about my TikToks. We don't talk about that. I we hate being perceived. Speaking of, I'm excited for our next episode because I don't know what the fuck this means. Oh, and I'm just kind of you interested. wait, Casey. Uh, we are going on a trip back to 2005 to watch something I watched a lot of in high school. It is a weird, I think it's a British movie called Mirror Mask. Buckle up. There's some really weird shit you're going to see. Um, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.